rubbed each other, you know, all the all the basics, y'all. So, okay, we are live. So head over to Facebook and share this. And let's share this all day. Oh, dang it. No, wrong, wrong one. Wrong Facebook. There we go. Let's share, share, and share. If you are stumbling across this, please share this out. Share with people. Still not coming up on my. Share that with my friends. Uh, you know, friends, Facebook friends. Yeah, I haven't seen the notification yet, though. Oh, um, just go to Men Like Us on Facebook. You'll find it. I'm sorry, everyone. Just stand by just a little bit longer while we share this out since we are actually going live publicly. really need to make it easier to share like across multiple groups at once but i guess that make it easier for yeah, people to spam groups and i might as well post it online since i'm in facebook jail again <clears throat> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, everyone, welcome to a very special, special edition of the, um, of the Men Like Us podcast, we today, you know, we're just chilling out. This is part of the After Hours brand that is typically on um, on the Patreon only. So after the conclusion of this live broadcast, it will be deleted from Facebook. And the only place you can find it will be on the Men Like Us Patreon. So um, by all means, join the Patreon. Go to patreon.com and search men like us you can find it pretty easily but yes this will be for the paid subscribers only since this is outside of the scope of the main you know men's talk show um so yeah we we, we are just going to be reacting to some stuff today so um i guess you might as well just jump right on oh i'm sorry before we do that if you are watching on facebook please share this out Anybody watching this on YouTube, please like it, 
you know, do all the things, support, support, support. Um, and yeah, we'll just jump right into, into it, y'all. So Michaela put up a post earlier today. And um, Michaela, tell us a little bit about what was going on with that post. Just kind of set the table for everybody because we're going to really dig into not the post, but how everyone reacted to it. Okay. So I was scrolling across Facebook this morning and I came across a post of, I think the title was um, Cherry B- Cherry the Boom Goes Off on McDonald's Employee for Misgender Error, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I clicked on the link and the video is of the famous, infamous um, trans model. Cherry the Boom, trans social media personality. And she was literally in McDonald's. Here's the video. For those who haven't seen it, who was just leaving a comment section. She was in McDonald's going off on the employees because one of the employees misgendered her, right? So another employee gave her the manager's number and she called the manager. And the manager asked Cherry to leave the store because the manager felt like Cherry was the one who was um, causing the ruckus and making things a bigger issue than it was. So then Cherry decided to, I guess, post the video up on her social media account, kind of like putting the business on blast for mistreating her or treating her a certain way. And that's when I posted the video. And what I want to, before we talk about the main subject, what I want to talk about is we talk about unity in the community or whatever, but the girls always find a reason to make it our fault for people mistreating us, right? So, like, if it's some girl who got beat up, like the other video, like the other Post I posted a couple uh, couple of days ago of the girl with the black eye, you know, whatever that situation was and what it was. The girls was making excuses. The girls were like, "Well, she should have told," and this, that, and the third. And then even with this case, it was like, yes, there's a way to handle yourself, right? But you can't get mad at a person for when they feel like they was mistreated. And I just don't feel like. We as a community there and ask for other people to treat us like we're normal, treat us like we're We're just going to go into the next conversation that we're going to have in a little bit. But then we sit up there and defend the bush. Okay. No, no, it's <laughs> Is that it? Or you, what's happening? Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's oh, it. okay. I'm just like, uh, and I thought y'all were having technical difficulties or something. Nah, uh, yeah. So, no, no, no. That was it. That was it. Essentially, Michaela's post got a lot of response. And, you know, I wanted to take some time to talk about a few of the, a couple of the responses um, on that post because. You know, this is a, a man's brand. I, I'm only focusing on stuff that, you know, really 
resonates with me specifically because you know there are so many other female content creators that can cover so many other things and, and share so many other different perspectives other than mine but um i want to pass it off to mike because he had one comment specifically he wanted to really kind of point out and respond to and let me um pull that let me pull that up man because I, I have the um i have the post up here right now oh, i just gotta find the dude because this is a oh here we go so i gotta make this big okay i'm gonna just share the screen and then people will be able to see it sorry stand by there we go all right so this is the comment that um that mike wanted to kind of go on yeah so basically the guy is talking about how like he feels as though trans women will never be women you know or anything like that and to be honest like i don't care if you're straight gay bisexual pansexual poly whatever like if you are not a person that has ever transitioned or you're not dating a person that has ever transitioned you're not married to a person that has never transitioned you have no business commenting on whether a trans woman is a woman like you know like that's her transition she's the one going through it if it's a trans man then that's a man that is going through it so that's their transition and everybody's transition is different so just because you don't like the fact that this trans woman was arguing with a manager at a mcdonald's doesn't mean you have the right to put your two cents in as to whether or not she's a woman like it's irrelevant so this dude was fucking long from jump street all types of room exactly and i'm glad he didn't comment back at anybody in there because he had no leg to fucking stand on hmm. yeah okay what are y'all whispering over there what is happening who's whispering they have an ALS ahead, conversation here hey nah. <laughs> no no real talk though um, I'm gonna just be straight up firm with it. And Michaela, you know, tell me what you think about it. You know, Michaela and Latrea, tell me what y'all think about this. But like, I really do think that it is way past time from a lot of the women in the community to separate themselves from a lot of these gay men, butch queens that don't have any respect for them or their transition or their gender identity expression. Like, this is a far too common occurrence where a gay man feels like he can step up and say something completely disrespectful, invalidating. But it's so many girls with like who 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 give I don't know just from what I am seeing, what conversations I've jumped into, whether it's clubhouse, Twitter spaces, whatever. You know, these guys are given validity and they're given like credibility because they're gay, and then they come in and say, "Oh, well, y'all ain't really women, anyways." And then it just like it happens all it happens far too often. Well, <laughs> just to point out one thing though, um, it is just a select few of these butch queens that are being messy and going ahead and mm -hmm. doing that. 
because I mean, me personally, I have friends that are gay men, like you know, and they are down, ride or die with trans women. Like they will step up and put somebody in their place if they try to say something, you know, sideways out of their mouths. You know, my friend Jamez, I've had him on the Real Talk podcast before. Um, you know, anybody that's listened, they they've heard him before in a few episodes. Uh, my boy Marky, he's actually very cool with Niambi now and actually talks mm-hmm. to her on post regularly. So um, there are people that are gay allies for trans women. But you got these messy butch queens that think that they know everything and that they are the end-all, be-all of the community. And those are the ones that typically make asses out of themselves up and right. Exactly. Um, the train and Michaela, what do y'all <laughs> feel about that? Well, uh, the of these guys, I just personally think, especially it's the same thing with like cisgender women, right? It's her mess. Like, you have some gay people who are allies and who support us, but I would say it's not a select few, I would say it's like half and half. Like, and even the gay men who claim to be our allies at any given second of a day will take an opportunity to make a joke of us. So, like, it's the same gay men who claim to be our allies but will sit up and retweet a joke where um, cisgender men are talking about, well, um, if she's looking for a good man, she needs to look within or whatever that joke was going around a couple weeks ago on the internet. And it was gay men, especially gay black men, who was sharing that meme and laughing at the same time, telling Dave Chappelle he's so wrong for making transphobic jokes. And mm-hmm. I'm just sick of it. And even Chris, you remember the, like a, a couple of weeks ago, we were on a Twitter space, and it was supposed to be a trans woman <laughs> creating the space, giving space for trans attractive men. And it was like you were the only trans attractive men in the whole bunch of witch queens up here telling the girls how the men that fuck that fuck us are gay because y'all are still men at the end of the day. Y'all be, and that's the thing with a lot of gay men. They always have, it's the same thing with sister to women. They love us, but they always seem to want to remind us that y'all are still men at the end of the day. And though y'all place, y'all better sit over there and not make too much noise and keep it cute. And I I kind of I have to agree with Michaela on this because there's plenty of gay men that I literally had to cuss out and cut loose because they'll act like they're your ally one minute and then they'll go on a post and say something extremely disrespectful and then once you chop their fucking head off all of a sudden, oh I'm butthurt let me go ahead and report the page bitch who came at me sideways you you don't think I'm gonna de- you don't think I'm not gonna defend myself? <laughs> really? So for those of y'all that are um, you know trying to catch up on this, we're just talking about a post um, that Michaela had put up about um, you know it was a woman who was really live streaming you know her reaction to being discriminated against at a McDonald's, and um, you know. And we're really kind of re- we're reacting to the reaction because, you know, one of the posts, one of the comments here was from a gay man who just said, you are a damn man, not a woman. Stop going around thinking and fooling peoples. And, um, you know, it really, uh, um, I'm sorry, 
uh, Desiree, you know, dropped a comment in and just said, most gay men will pretend to be our allies when it serves their agendas to seem inclusive. And, you know, and it's in, and I, I, I'm sorry, because I really don't want it to, everyone to read this on me. I am not trying to make it, you know, my agenda, my personal agenda to be like, oh, and all these gay guys are doing this, this, and this. But, you know, I just think there's a lot of things that need to be called to the front. And I think there needs to be um, acknowledgement of certain behaviors. Because, you know, we, can I, can we can I, talk can all day about. Here? Can I uh-huh. break in here? Yeah. Can I break in here? And while we're while we're holding accountability, let's not let's start where it starts. Girls, this is our fault. We the ones who raised these butch queens to disrespect the other girls who we don't like. We are the ones who raised these little butch queens to call that girl a brick because I don't like her. We are the ones who raised these butch queens and we call ourselves the gay mothers of uh, the trans mothers and the gay mothers of this damn community. We are the ones who teach these bitch queens to disrespect the girls that we don't like. So we need to stop that shit. We need to correct for all of y'all trans women who are into ballrooms and our gay parents and all that other shit. This is behavior that you all need to correct. You all need to correct this behavior of your gay children. You can't go around and, t- and keep telling these gay kids to call that trans woman a brick, but not that trans woman. No, this is something that we all have created and we all need to put to it to bed. Mm. I agree. Now, um, you know, I mean, let's let's be real. The incident that happened at McDonald's with Miss um, Cherry, you know, that that that's everyone. That's, you know, cis men, cis women of all types who who really do that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I definitely don't want to make it seem like, you know, cis hetero men are out of, outside of the, you know, feel the blame, but, you know, again, we're just responding to the comments because it was a really active post and there were a lot of things going on. And that was definitely one of the worst things <laughs> that happened on the post was, was, is what this man said. Um, and actually, Ooh, Amelia, because uh, I think he's Facebook friends with you, Amelia. So you might want to go in and unfriend that's what that I was going to say. <laughs> what I was going to say is we always sit and we had the girls. We had this whole conversation a few months ago. We always talk about all the all the Facebook friends oh, the men have. But guess what, ladies? Half of y'all are Facebook friends with this dude. So how y'all going to justify that? Um, wait, wait. Amelia is asking. Well, okay. First. Oh, I'm sorry, I want to answer Amelia's questions because uh, I want her answer questions to be answered. Um, so who we're talking about this guy, Michael Williams, um, who, you know, on a post about this, um, about this discrimination here, this discriminate, you know, this, this post that this, this video that this woman had posted um, in response to that, you know, he commented, you know, you are a dead man, not a woman. Stop going around thinking and fooling people's. So that's what Michael Williams posted. And I think he might be a Facebook friend of yours. I'm not sure. I thought, I knew we had like four or five different um, mutual friends, which I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Um, I had like but, you know, mutual friends with the group. And him? he had an active Disney a friend request. So I don't get where y'all coming out with this is this gay butch queen thing. Because to me, he looked like oh, a DM man who lives in who lives a heterosexual life, 
who possibly oh. has a wife who who likes to trans girls on the side. That's what his Facebook page looks like to me. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Yep, I looked at it myself. And there was a meme that was created where if I bought him on the low was a was a person. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just you want better. Man. You tell your wife oh. you with a guy. Um, Michaela, do you know where this Michaela, do you know where the discrimination happened? You know what city that's from? <laughs> I believe it happened in Atlanta. Yeah, that's where she lives in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, Cherry, Cherry so, lives in Atlanta, so got you, Cherry D. Boom, ATL. So I'm gonna get a little, I don't know, messy, controversial. Who knows? Um, and and you know, everyone feel free to jump in on this one. But you know, there was a second comment that you know there was another comment that I just kind of went nuts on, and um, yeah. <sighs> the lady, I, I went in, I went in. I'm, I'm Christian, very, the lady who. Yes. Um, no, I'll put her name out there. I don't care. Christian. She, she, she posted what she posted publicly. <laughs> so, um, Christian Stewart, um, you know, in response to this video and then in response to Michael, to Michael's um, uh, post, um, uh, she, she had threw this comment up, you know, saying exactly why I've dated and married a white guy. I don't have time for men who lack intersectionality, men, men who are plagued by generational oppression and self-hatred. No, sir, I will not undo your damage. I will not fight beside you when you'd rather see me dead before telling your people we are lovers, goofy, ignorant ass. Um, so that's where she went with it. And, you know, obviously you can see my comment right, right under it. It's like, how the, like, how the fuck did this turn into shit on black men not feeling the anti-black sentiment in this comment um which you know that's really like what the, i'm sorry but i'm very sensitive to anti-black sentiments in these circles yeah she is black she married a white mm-hmm. guy she's you know extolling how great it is to be with a white guy and you know shitting on black men but i'm very sensitive to anti-blackness and i have to be quite frank um for whatever reason and i would love to see it called out a lot more at least in all the spaces that i've been allowed to sit in on anti-black sentiment has been completely normal and validated in in conversations in too many spaces where it's only trans women black trans women and you know i, I just mm-hmm. think that's completely mm-hmm. whack as fuck and unacceptable and, um, you know, I won't tolerate it at all. So I challenged her right and left. And, you know, she was just like, well, you know, black men are the ones who are killing us. And I'm like, okay, well, if you like did any research, anybody who does does like minimal research on crime understands that crime, the victims are crime are, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be a victim to people you're in proximity to, which is why over 80% of mm-hmm. white people who are killed are killed by white people because they're around white people. Just like you, a black person is going to be around black people. The person that's going to rob you or do some bad to you most likely will be black because that's who you're in proximity to. Has nothing to do with black men being worse than white men or any of that junk. That's just plain and simple logic. And and most people who have done any surface level research has, has understands mm-hmm. that. But you know, I just I, I'm just not here for it. 
I'm not here for it. And then, actually, I'm going to go to Angelo real quick on this one because Angelo dropped a bomb comment on here, you know, to this troubled individual. Um, I mean, Angelo typically does go in, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a really good comment for her. And, you know, he made a whole lot of sense. And, you know, <clears throat> Angelo stated, uh, you know, Christian Stewart, you said black men who are plagued by generational oppression led you to marry a person from the demographic from the demographic that created that oppression to begin with and then obviously he's you know put a, a confused gif under that which is just like right, uh, right. okay so you know i'm just tired of like hearing people who have been hurt and and people who you know are mm -hmm. are going to the extreme and just like you just want to sit around and just shit on black men like in my mind you choosing to to date, love anyone outside of your race, if a black woman chooses to love someone outside of her race, her reasons for that shouldn't have anything to do with black men. Exactly. That should be because that's who she loves and that's what she wants from that particular man. But it shouldn't be, well, I like him because you know, these black men ain't shit and whatever. That's, I mean, it's really just like hearing a a, a black man saying, no, well, I like white women because, you know, black women, they all this and they all that and they, just, they can't get this. All the time. That's ridiculous. No, you should like who you mm -hmm. like. And there's nothing wrong with interracial coupling, but it's just so sick when people use the opposite gender of their own race as an excuse or as a reason, mm -hmm. excuse, whatever. No, it's an excuse because the real reason is all of the unresolved hurt, trauma, and damage that's sitting in their mind. And it's just sitting in there just toxifying. So, you know, when they say toxic, like um, unresolved trauma turns toxic. It yeah. makes it, it messes you up. So I, I just don't have any latitude to allow anybody to just sit in that anti-black sentiment and just let it be. And, you know, but my issue is like there are far too many black trans women that are comfortable doing this. And I don't think there's enough speaking yeah. up against it because I have yet to see it. And I am bringing this up as a black man. I want to see a change because this is unacceptable. Yes. All right. The dusty that stole your TV, the dusty trade that stole your TV ain't me. It ain't James, mm -hmm. the married man at the bottom of this mm -hmm. video here. You know, it's, yep. it's not most of the men that I know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying well, it's all your fault, and, woman. And this is on top of that. But, Yes, then even on top of that, when, when I'm sorry, no, when, on top of that, when when black women go to this, the white man is the savior. Come find, come help me out, white man, please, because these black men just doing me so wrong. It's like, don't you see, like, don't you see that all the white trans women turn to black men to escape the white man? Because most white trans women that I know. They don't date white men. They date black men because hate white men because all the shit that the white men have done to them. Like, listen to your stories. Like, date outside of your thought process. Think outside of your bubble. Like, white trans women have lots of issues with white men. Like, Latino trans women have lots of issues with Latino men. You hear how they get brutalized, and especially from the Latino trans women. You let them tell you stories how them now. They grew up, and you would be like, damn, sister, it wasn't even that bad for us. Like, yeah, they just kicked me out. They didn't try to throw me in the fire. Like, damn, sis. Like, 
you listen to some of the stories from other races of people, and then you you come to a conclusion. But black men seem to treat a lot of black men who I know who are married, black women, Latino women, or white women seem to treat their trans wives or their cis wives pretty decent. Like, so I don't get why you... Is it because you hate yourself, sis? Is it because at the end of the day, you as a black trans woman still see yourself as a black man, so in order to validate your transition, you have to hate all black men? Well, I think it's um, to Amelia's point here. Um, she says, I've endured trauma from black men, but I don't hate them. Uh, that would be like me hating my brother or nephew or dad. My experience was complex coming from a biracial father. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, and I think that's really what it is. So, so this really transcends the trans space, really. It's, you know, I, I always have a problem with somebody who wants to label an entire race of individuals because of one or two people or even a couple people that have done something bad to them. You know, I would never turn around and say, oh, well, I don't do black women and black women are this, this and this. Like, I'm not that's not my get down. I wouldn't do that if I if, if I was hurt and I wouldn't even do that about white women or any other full race. Like, I don't really count. I really don't cut off any full group of people, but it's just extra sickening to me when you do it to your own. And right. and I get that there's a lot of hurt right. and, I, and I'm not invalidating the trauma. Because I'm, I'm not here to invalidate people's experiences because that stuff did happen. The hurt did happen, whether you were beaten up, whether, you know, all, all the women that were killed, that happened. You know, people were cheated on people. All these things happen. But, you know, I think it's a conscious decision to take that hurt and pain and then turn around, turn it around and just use it on an entire group of people instead of the individuals responsible for that. And, you know, I understand that these trends are a key indicator of what may happen in the future. And that's, you know, by all means, take the data and be smart about things. But that doesn't mean all black men are lesser than white men. And that doesn't mean white men are better than black men. So that's really what I'm getting to towards this, because I don't want to make this um, woman to be out to be the devil, period. I just think that, you know, there are women like her who, have, who are not being challenged. And they're being allowed to um, continue, and nobody's saying, "Hey, sis, like, no, we love our black men. Like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't accept that here." Because I can promise you, in my group of just men, in my men's only group, I wouldn't allow somebody to say, "Well, all these black women are this and that." I wouldn't. Whether he's black, white, Latin, I have all colors of men in my group, but I wouldn't allow anybody to do that. Their their posts would be deleted. We'd have a conversation. But that's that's all I really wanted to get out on that one. I just had to call it out because that's what I'm here to do. So um, for those of y'all that are kind of just coming in, because we get a lot of people that cycle in and out of these lives. So just to kind of reset mm -hmm. the the room real quick. Um, so we're responding to. Um, and and I see y'all commenting and thanks for thanks for commenting. Um oh wow. Yeah. Angela was well yeah, I'm sorry. What well, we revert back to the video. So Michaela put up a post about a video. There was this video that was on YouTube. Um this woman 
uh, Instagram Live um, uh, discrimination incident at a McDonald's in Atlanta. Um, somebody had hit her with a sir, and you know they felt empowered to do that. And you know she's doing it on her life. Obviously, you see she's got over a thousand people. It was a thing. You know, I don't even know what the fallout was from this video. I hope she gets justice. I would love to connect with her because, you know, I would be happy to connect her with some of my media contacts in Atlanta, honestly, uh, to really get some motion on this. But um, Michaela put up a post about this, and we're really just responding to all the just uh, crazy comments that, that resulted from this because, you know, a lot of people had a lot of different opinions from one man saying trans women are men to another woman saying, you know, I'm glad I have me a white man and this, this, and this. Um, and Angelo, can I ask a question? I, well, question I, I want to get this comment in. Okay, I want to answer this. I want to use this comment and then we can go. We'll jump over to you. So, Angelo said uh, that McDonald's employee was trash who happened to be black, not because they are black. Christian, I'm assuming Christianity amplified her own self hate by making this uniquely a black people's issue i'm sorry oh christian amplified her own hate self-hate by making this uniquely a black person black people's issue um i'm sorry so what's going on michaela so what i wanted to ask was this and latre me out mm -hmm. <laughs> what's going we on? now as trans women do we People can make a mistake, right? People legitimately could say, sir, and it's not they try to misgender you. They have just been dealing with a bunch of customers that they could have just been saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, three times in a row. So when they got to you, they hit the yes, sir. But it wasn't like they were misgendering you. It was a legitimate mistake, right? And because I do that at work all the time. Like if I have like, if I'm dealing with like three women back to back, that fourth person, if it's a male person to come do the surveys, I may at first say yes, ma'am, by accident. It's not me purposely misgendering them. When do we as trans people have to back off? Everything can't be on a 10. And this is where in the conversation I was trying to come from that people kind of was kind of like, I don't think she was wrong for being angry, but when the manager said that, ma'am, please leave the store because you threatened to jump on my employees and you was like, you go, go get your gun and shoot up the whole store and stuff. Like, when is then do our, oh gosh, what am I trying to say? How do we take what could be a simple mistake and not take it into, and not turn it into this, where it's like media outrage, like, because I'm not saying that they could have been, because they could have purposely been calling her ma'am, because Cherry is kind of famous in the band, so they may know mm -hmm. who Cherry is and purposely just be calling her uh, sir. But how do you, I, I don't know. Well, I, I think the calm down comes after the manager does his job and apologizes for his employee's actions. His or her, I don't know which gender they the manager was, but that's the the, you the work in food service. You work in food yeah. service, and you're a manager of food service. You know, it's your job to quash. It's conflict resolution is your job as a manager, because people get upset about all sorts of things in fast food. So it really was on that manager to apologize. And if 
that manager offered an apology, then that's her her cue to okay. No problem. I'm gonna just keep it moving. Just give it my food and I'm gonna go. But well, I was watching that's, so like her response might not be like the politically correct response, but mm-hmm. Michaela, I have to disagree. I don't think that the person actually said sir on accident. I do think it was intentional. But I don't think that they expected the reaction that they got from Sherry mm. in regards to that. Um, but yeah, she's hot. Like she goes from zero to 100 in an instant. I've known her since 2010, like pre transition. Mm. Um, we went on a really bad date a long time ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> once. <laughs> um, but like what I wanted to say, um, the, the, the thing is, um, particularly when it came to like Christian's comment is I hear this a lot from a lot of black trans women. Hell, I've heard it from trans women from different, from different races for that matter. Um, I think that for a lot of people, because the initial harm, like the root of the harm that they've experienced is from uh, the community that they exist within based on their own proximity whether it's the community, their families, the church, what have you. Um, I think that they didn't paint with a broad brush the entire community and say, this community is harming. I've never had interactions with these people. Therefore, these people have never harmed me. So they're okay. And then they, they forget their own, they forget themselves. They forget that they too are black. You know, so when you are saying that, um, because I was harmed by a black person or I've been harmed by black people throughout my life, that it's black people that are the problem. You're black too. So you're saying you're the problem, (laughs) you know? So um, we have to be very mindful of recognizing anecdotal experiences versus something that is very generic because that also just increases more harm. Nothing is being accomplished from that. Um, and while like my reaction based on Cherry's experience at the McDonald's would have been the same, I get it. She was triggered, she was angry and she has every right to be angry. And the thing is when we deal with trauma, we have to recognize that not everyone's going to, not to, not everyone's going to react to trauma the same way that we think we can in the most objective way that we can by just watching it as an, as an outsider, right? In that moment, she was hot and she was bothered. We don't know what she's had to deal with throughout her day, throughout her life and everything. And in that moment, it was a boiling point and it needed to be called out. She needed to say, this needs to be corrected now and she stood up alexa stop she stood up for all the other trans women that may happen to visit that mcdonald's so let them know this is not okay you're not going to humiliate me in this space and we also have to recognize the true harm that is caused by misgendering people we don't know what harm she could face walking out of that mcdonald's mm-hmm. you just called her out she just wanted her food, right. and you're you're right. focused on the, the the what you perceive to be the genitalia between her legs. 
that has nothing to do with the order that she placed. Exactly. You could have left pronouns out of the equation. You could have said, thank you. Not thank you, sir. Not thank you, ma'am. Nothing. You could have just left it alone. But that person intended to cause some sort of harm, but did not know that that's the reaction they were going to cause. And I hate the fact that we have to even have the conversation right now in regards to this because, and it's 2021. Like, seriously, this isn't new to anybody. <laughs> this is a choice that this person made. Mm -hmm. And while, like I said, I can't condone the full breadth of Cherry's reaction to it because, like, I would never threaten someone with bodily harm. Um, I'm too worried about getting arrested. <laughs> but, um, that's because I, you live in New York and you don't want to go It's absolutely valid. Yeah, I don't want to go to the anger of Christian, who mm -hmm. um, the person that um, Chris was saying that I had responded to in the comments on your post, Miguel. Um, I get that anger as well because that's valid too. That person was harmed. And we're talking about people that are harmed. And we're talking mm -hmm. about, we're basically debating on like, how would you respond to harm? How should you respond to harm? And the thing is, we have to like go to the root of it. You shouldn't have been harmed in the first place. There is that. And we gotta, we gotta be very conscientious. We have to be self-aware about where we show up and how we react and how we respond to people, how we're treating people because we're fucking harming people on a daily basis. And sometimes, yes, words hurt. And in that moment, Cherry, who I do not care for personally, was harmed mm. by sir. And that matters. Hey, uh, one second, bro. So, so anybody else? Who's, and, well, hold on, hold on, everyone. Um, so, if you're watching this right now, we are taking guests. So there is a link to join the stream. You can join on, just like Angelo joined on. We'll let you come on, speak your piece, and you know, we'll take callers. So the com the the link is in the comments. But yeah, um, and, and Angelo, I feel what you're saying. You know. I'm sure you can still hear me. Um, yeah, so I, I feel what you're saying when it comes to like you know we're talking about how people respond. I think my my big my my thing with with it is awareness. Like sometimes people just don't really understand that they have certain. They don't really understand what's informing their decision, and they you know some folks just don't like you're, you're not in a, a space to acknowledge. Oh dang. I got some stuff that I need to go see. Like I have some unresolved stuff I need to go see a therapist about. Like nobody's telling me like, oh, nobody's checking me. And it's just like, a, all right, well, to the to the woman Christian that we were talking about, obviously there's some unresolved stuff there because you really shouldn't be hating your own race. Like that's a problem, especially in this American dynamic. White supremacy is one. <laughs> in that I instance. Hate my own race. Um, I just hate the motherfuckers who put me through it. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and, and I've already told you about my. I feel you on that. I'm sorry, Michaela. What were you saying? But what I was going to say is, with this with this particular incident, I get it. Y'all are coming from a man's perspective, but I'm on some different shit with the girls. And Latrell, maybe you can help fill me on this. A couple of years ago, when it was that white lady. Who went into that damn GameStop and she was disrespected. Y'all told her 
Y'all made me. She was a joke, and she behaved in the exact same way that Cherry behaved. But see, because Cherry is passable, we we we're making it like, no, don't you dare call Cherry. It, it could not been a simple mistake. She, they it had to be a purposeful thing because look at the way Cherry looked. But when it was Superman, it was. Girl, why you up here acting like this, girl? Why you up here showing out, girl? Real, real women don't behave like this, girl. Real women don't the jump behind counters and whoop bitches' ass and so on and so forth. So my question goes back to, is it because Cherry is passable? So we're giving Cherry a, a pass on this one and we're excusing the behavior? Or is it the initial, like, there is a time and a place for everything. Let's not handle things right then and there and draw attention to the fact that you are trans because guess what? Even though they may have clocked you behind the counter, the rest of the store may have not and they may have not heard coming. And all this extra attention, because it is cherry, it is cherry. Now let's not take that into account that the first thing she did was grab her phone and went on to her line. Like she didn't sit there. Her first thought wasn't to call manager. Her first thought was to cut her out on Instagram. And now, now let's not take that into account either. Like, so what is it, girls? Like, and that's just where I'm asking, like, for the future for my community is, like, let's stop being hypocrites. Let's stop saying one person can't do this and one person can't do this. This is where shit, this is where things are the way that they are now because you get one trans person, they're going to say this one thing, get this other trans person, and then the, the, the overall message is skewed. So what I'm asking is, what is the message behind this? Solutions, right? I mean, I, I like people. I like I like things being made public. I like putting a bunch of eyes on things like that. You know, there's discrimination afoot because a lot of these people, that person that said "sir" to her, did not expect to get put on blast. It didn't expect to create so much trouble for the business that's paying them the the only source of revenue that they have most likely um so like you know they they thought it was oh yeah i, I can get away with this because this is socially acceptable and then all of a sudden it isn't because now that place is getting bombarded with calls or mcdonald's is getting pulled the corporate is getting pulled into it because she's so popular and you know i, I mean they kind of picked the right person somebody who has a following because i i, I really hate i would really hate to see you know like how little would ha that would happen to somebody who didn't have a following? Mm -hmm. A girl don't got a following. She she go live and two people is watching instead of a thousand. Like, what changes that for her? Only a thousand. Huh? Yeah, but uh, surprise was only a thousand. She was missing a zero. Mm. Yeah, but uh, Rogers. Yeah, but can I point out one thing? Yeah. Um, like like Angela was saying before, like you know there is harm that can come from misgendering like that. And you got to understand, like, you know, the trans community has constantly been overlooked when it comes to the harm that is caused to them. Like, there's a lot of cases of women that have been murdered that the file gets put on a detective's desk, doesn't move nowhere because that detective is like, okay, well, this is more important than that. Um, so you got to understand, like, um, in relation to, like, the cis-hetero community, there was Amai Arbery who was murdered by two dumbass motherfuckers down there in Georgia. Cherry lives in Georgia. 
So you understand, like, the only reason Ahmad Arbery, his case was put in a position to where those guys were convicted is because the people got to see what happened on tape. So with a person mm-hmm. like Sherry, her first instinct, instinct may be to go live because if anything does happen to her, she wants that shit on camera. Mm. Because she doesn't want, you know, herself to be a statistic just like a lot of other women were statistics. You know, so mm. I, I mean, I mean, it, it's digging deep into it, but you got to think like this could be something that's in the back of somebody's mind. Yeah, no, for sure. Violence is always a, a possibility. And, you know, with this being a men's platform, you know, to to the men that are watching this and listening to this conversation, like, this is why, you know, guys, men like us, pun intended, um, are so important. Because, you know, the more men who are on the right page, the more allies there are in the, in, in the moment. And, you know, there's an extra body that can, you know, help her out if something does happen. Or there's an extra person because you know it's one thing to be going against the, the whole store by yourself but when you got other people that are in the store backing you up like that makes a whole lot of difference it just does i wanted so, to highlight something that shay said that really mirrors where um like was going oh yeah about this being filmed um so like shay had alluded to that case about that the girl that got misgendered in the convenience store? a convenience store a couple yes. years ago yes that was on tape and nobody cared. Oh yeah, I had so much work to do. Like it, it's ridiculous. Like we watched a mob try to murder somebody on camera. Yeah, that that, that oh, was a damn car. Nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that was actually Ayana Dior. Yes, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm really oh, bad. so you're talking about the Minneapolis mm-hmm. uh Black Lives Matter thing. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. Around the George Floyd uh, <clears throat> murder. And she was shopping. Yeah. Yeah. That was absolutely My awful. And you know, when you bring up stories like that and you're like, dude, it was on tape. Like, look, nobody's helping. Yeah. There there needs to be a change. You know, people are just, people find new ways to dismiss all sorts yeah. of stuff. But see, the, the the thing is, like, particularly on the, on this particular topic, and uh-huh. given that Sherry happens to be a black trans woman, mm-hmm. what's very unique about the black the black community, for example, is cisgender black women are often misgendered and masculinized by society, and this has harmed them. Yeah, Serena, you know, so like, we really, Obama, like, we Obama. really need to like pull together as a collective to combat these issues because this is causing harm all around, not just within the, the, the trans community. And it is one of the most uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations that I have very often is about how transphobia targeted towards, um, I would say like BIPOC basically, like by, you know, BIPOC, Black mm-hmm. Indigenous People of Color, um, is that the cis women within communities of color are often harmed by that same violence, often by the same people that are causing that violence, right? Mm. And lives are being lost. It's not something that, it's not just bullying. It's not just words. It's not people that's just being mean. There is physical violence attached to it. And I think that for a lot of people, particularly within the cishet community, they're thinking, oh, they're just making fun. 
oh, they're just saying some words, get over it, you're being too sensitive, yada, yada, yada. But they don't mm-hmm. they don't recognize the bodies that are being piled up, not just within our community, in theirs. This is a universal problem. Yeah, but see, I was there are black women that are being murdered and, and popping up missing and, and, and trafficked and everything like that every single fucking day. And it's the same harm that black trans women and Latino trans women and Asian trans women and so many and indigenous and so, so many other people are experiencing in real time. But nobody seems to care. And it's, and when we're looking at the when we're looking at the media, we're looking at the news, and we're looking at the social consciousness, and all of this, all of them are forgotten. It doesn't matter if you're a trans. It doesn't matter if you're a cis. What we recognize is if you're a woman, and if you're a woman of color, you do not matter. And harm is able to be done to you. So like what I was saying earlier to like truly, really like double down and amplify on that is him just calling her sir at that McDonald's. You have no idea what parking lot she was going to walk out into. This conversation could be a very different conversation if Cherry didn't stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. Because we could be having a rest in peace conversation and we know it. We had that conversation way too many times. I'm sorry. Often, yeah. on a weekly basis, with multiple names, this is happening yeah. all the time for people that are existing. You know, mm-hmm. I live in New York. If you all remember, um, um, Islan Nettles, she was killed two blocks away from my house. And let's not forget, broad daylight, walking down the street, minding her own fucking business. A guy thought she was cute. She paid him no mind. His friends teased him and said, that's a man. He was triggered. He figured, I'd rather be known as a murderer than trans attracted. Or also, let's not forget about Lorena Extravaganza. He's been in his life from prison with men. Yeah, and let's let's definitely not forget Lorena Extravaganza, who was actually seduced by two guys, and they burnt her up in her apartment. Yes. Mm. That was the most graphic story I ever had. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right so, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we it's, gotta, it's. We gotta call shit out. We have to take accountability. Mm-hmm. We gotta call our own people out. But we have to do Absolutely. it in a responsible manner where it's not causing harm to the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking at teachable moments. Yep. We don't need more bodies. Speaking of calling people, can I ask um, for the men on the panel? Uh, we we took the approach of the guy who made the comment, not Christian, the other guy, Michael. I think that's what his name was, right? We took the approach that if he was a gay man in the community. But again, like I said, to me, when I look at his profile, it seems more trans attractive DL. So let's take that approach for a second. Like, for these very same men who are dating trans women, who are befriending all these trans women on Facebook, right? But then to mm-hmm. turn around and feel comfortable enough on a trans woman post to sit up there and say, y'all trans women are still men anyway. What does that say? I actually said whether mm-hmm. he's straight, gay, bi, whatever, like, you know, like I, like, I don't know what he is. You know, if he is on the DL, that's his business. 
but he does not need to be trying to tell trans women whether or not they are women or trans men, whether or not they are men. Like, trans he doesn't know. What exactly. He's not the one going through it. No so who the fuck is he that's anything? He just has a keyboard and internet access. Like, he's an idiot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, I think what it also says is like, Get my laundry. Um, let's be real. I'm gonna just throw an idea out there, and it might incite a bunch. I, I like throwing grenades, but at the end of the day, the the DL trade guys, you know, let's be real. Not much accountability in that in that department. So these are the kind of dudes that will, you know, pop off and say something like that, and you know, yeah, okay. So now you know I think of trans women as men, but you know I'm gonna still get mine anyways. And you know it's it's, it's, a, it's just a thing. Like I, I don't know. I just don't feel like if this was a guy who was <sighs> trans attracted DL whatever, um, you know, I just don't feel like there'd be a lot of too much. Like he's not gonna turn into Daniel Scott overnight. Like he will not become public enemy number one for those statements. So I, I feel like he will be given a pass by certain individuals. And I mean, let's be real. That comment happened. And ain't nobody, I haven't seen anybody screenshot the comment, blast him out there and make memes about him and turn him into a whole yeah. villain. Like, well, there were. I mean, I'm sorry, memes, but his, his name wasn't on the one that I saw. So there was no context to that. It was. The, the, ones was that I saw has been, the ones that I saw, there has been. Okay, and like, fair enough. I saw the girls have been purposely oh, putting dang. his name out there so they could get a response, and he has been mm-hmm. MIA. So. Yeah, I just want to say hey to Brianna. Hey, Brianna. Um, shoot, Brianna, I forget the name of your new podcast, but I know Brianna has a new podcast, formerly of the Box Number Five Twelve podcast. Uh, she got a new joint out. She got like she thinks she put out like five episodes. Uh, I think that's Samaya. I think that's no Samaya just put out an episode, but Brianna got like four or five off like last week. So um, I'm sorry, Brianna. I don't remember the name. If you could comment it, we'll tell people where what it is and where to find you. Um, So she's one half of the show that we I've heavily promoted the Box Number Five to a podcast on this on this show because I love the podcast so much. So, but they each now have their own brand. Uh, one is the is the lioness still lives. So search that it's podcast. Episode number four of the lioness still lives. It's really good. It's uh, Samaya the lioness and her husband Tier having conversation, and it's just dope as fuck. And now Brianna has a podcast called the Girl Down Podcast. So check that out as well. She's got a few episodes already uploaded. So you won't be stuck with just one and wanting for more. I don't know why the Box 512 podcast is no more, though. Like, I mean, it was good. I mean, you know, just like trans talk for men, you know, things just kind of phase out. You know, things, they happen, and they're great when they're happening, but, you know, at some point, things just kind of end. And, um, you know, the work is still there. Like, anybody, you know, the the, the podcast is still there. Trans talk for men is still there for any man who that may apply to. Um, I think the show still has a lot of value. Same as, um, you know, uh, Boss Number 512. There were some really dope episodes on there. So, um, which, Tracy. Which, by, by, by the way, we need a trans talk mm-hmm. men reunion. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're about due for our yearly reunion. We did it. We did one. Ah, 
Like we did one last year. Uh, if anybody, <laughs> and if y'all don't know, Trans Talk for Men was, um, yeah, see, so, yeah, by summer five. So it's all these stuff. It's, it's, it stays on the internet. So you know, if you ever want to check out Box Number Five Twelve podcast or Trans Talk for Men, um, you know, those things are just there. They're just not being added to right now. Um, but if it, for for any of the people who are listening who don't know, Trans Talk for Men was my first podcast. I did it with my buddy Eric. We didn't know anybody outside of like. I don't know Eric's fiance and maybe like two or three other girls. Like we weren't really in this network. We didn't even know any other men like ourselves. We were the only two men that we knew that were attracted to trans women. And we just went and did a podcast and just tried to be a voice and try and pull in more guys and create a community. Cause we didn't know there was a community that already existed. We were ignorant to that fact. So, uh, which is an indictment on the community itself because really um, any community like this of trans attractive men really needs to be doing everything they can to reach as many men as possible. So, um, but that's, you know, on us, but be the change you want to, you want to see, which is why men like us is here. So, um, Tracy wrote us an anthology. So I want to acknowledge that. <laughs> so she said, Angelo, speaking of teach- teachable moments, I used to run a housing program for trans women in Brooklyn. One of my girls reported being routinely misgendered by a manager at Duncan in Brownsville. I brought, I'm sorry, I brought her to that Duncan and had a talk with the manager about his behavior. And we talked about how a report to corporate would look. I asked him to apologize. He did just that and the issue was no more. I did it this way so my resident could see a better way to command respect. So... It's a story, definitely in insight. Um, and we're we're kind of running around the time where I would like to, you know, I usually try and keep these things about an hour. So, um, Mike had one other thing he wanted to address on the show. So, Mike, I want to give you, you know, Mike, I want to give you the mic. <laughs> you, you 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 now have the floor, sir. Okay, basically, Candace Owens uh, did a video where she was once again utilizing the fact that she has a vagina to validate her womanhood just because she had a disagreement with somebody that is of trans experience. Now, in the process of doing so, she tried to relate trans experience to race baiting topic of like if a white person uses the n-word then automatically they are embodied into the black community which is completely idiotic like just because a white person's using the n-word does not make them within the black community it just makes them ignorant to how people of the black community will feel about it but to relate that into trans experience, like transition is something completely different. That is a person acknowledging the gender that they were born with is not coinciding with the identity that they have. So for Candace Owens to keep going down this road of completely misrepresenting what transition is and completely trying to speak on trans women when she is just another cis woman with no knowledge of the community, 
she really needs to know her fucking place and not try to step in and try to speak for other people that she has no relation at all with. Um, I mean, you know, Michaela, Latria, you two are women of trans experience. So mm-hmm. if I am wrong in this at all, let me know. But I mean, you can definitely put your input in there as well. So. Hell no, you ain't wrong. The fuck? <laughs> you ain't wrong. Like, who's that who to speak on any goddamn body? I'm, I'm just be real. Look here. My only thing, my only thing is. Hold on the Hold on the yeah. But trans women, I'm gonna need for y'all to stop engaging with Candace Owen. Like Candace Owen uses the trans issue the same way as um the black guy uses the woman issue as her platform, the black guy Kevin Samuels. Candace Owens uses the trans issues the same way Kevin Samuels uses the damn black woman issue, right? So so her platform, the way the platform that Candace Owen built, there is no way that you can go on her platform and even have a conversation because that's just not the platform that Candace Owen has built. That there is open dialogue. It's a one-sided conversation. You're gonna sit up there, you're gonna be misgendered. She's gonna throw you off for trash. She's gonna call you all kind of mans and he's and slurs. And you're never gonna be able to get to the conversation that you wanna get to because she's just going to disrespect you. And unless you're just going to get there and just cuss her the fuck out and call her every kind of bad witch, coon-faced bitches that there is in response, then there's no point of you going to the show. If, you're going, if, you, come, if you go to the Candace Owen experience thinking that you're going to have an intelligent debate mm-hmm. with somebody, you're wrong and you're just naive. You're just well, looking for attention at this point in time. Um, Michaela, what happened? I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go, go ahead, Latreya. Well, thanks for cutting me off, but you do have some great points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, one of the things at the beginning of the video was, um, I mean, Candace said that she invited the girl over or invited the girl on the show. Yeah. And so, then the girl found um, out. And then the on, video sorry. was, um, Oh, that's Angelo. <laughs> so um, at the beginning of the video, uh, Candace was like, yeah, I invited this girl to be on my show. And then, oh, but then she backed out. Once she did a little research and she backed out, decided after, she was saying after we bought a, bought a flight for her, booked a hotel, and then she backed out. And I'm just like, you know, uh, from, from, from a, a person who's just in this space, it's like, come on now, like, do your research before you say yes to anything on any wild ass brand that came out of nowhere. Like you just don't, you don't agree to interviews on shows you have done zero research on. Like, that problem. was a rookie they mistake. Don't research. Yeah. Yeah. Or rather speak ignorantly as mm-hmm. if they're having an intelligent conversation, speaking on our community when they don't know jack shit about transitioning from male to female mm-hmm. to female to male. Well, you you know what I hear in this place. The most conservative trans woman that you would ever meet in your life went to Candace Owens thinking they were going to have some kind of meeting of the mind because they're both conservative women and they can have some kind of intelligent conversation and move past the trans issue and just Mm -hmm. be, you know, Republicans. Exactly. The man. Candace Owens said, 
Well, sir, I'm sorry. Before we can have any other conversation, I need you to, to tell me that you're really a man. And then the conversation just went left from there, and they couldn't even have any any kind of conversation about anything because the whole however long her show is it's been on, I'm not a man. Yes, you are a man. And that's all you're going to get when you get Candace Owens. So unless you're going to get there and cuss her the fuck out, read her for everything that you yeah, she's, I mean, she's, right. yeah, it's a show. She's performing. It's a show. She's suing her school for racial discrimination. Mm-hmm. And she won. She won her case. But she's the same girl that makes her money right now, saying that there is no race problem in this country. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that with the money that she won from suing yep. a school district for racial discrimination. She's performing. I still piss her ass the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, She's a hell of I'm sorry. Uh, the one thing I wanted to really kind of mention, you know, when it comes to these conversations is, um, you know, because I mean, really what Candace is all doing is saying, well, yeah, no, you're a man, this, 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 whatever else. But I am completely over all of the people in the black community who have just now discovered that they are like biology experts. And they, for, for whatever reason, they believe that they have the expertise. They went to college and got a degree in biology and they understand everything because everybody's, you know, it's essentially what Dave Chappelle said, which is, you know, they, they go, they're on the gender as a fact and it's immutable. And if you're born this way, then you're this and all this junk. And it's just like, dude, do you understand how dumb you sound right now? How uninformed you are? But everybody believes like they understand biology and they can speak on it in a, in a way, in a manner that an expert can, which obviously they are not because most of these fools barely graduated high school. Not most. I'm sorry. Let me pull that back because I ain't doing that to my black people. But a mm-hmm. lot of the fools who are doing a lot of the Boosie types barely got out of high school. And both Dave Chappelle and Boosie can go fuck themselves. Too. And Vernon <laughs> Hill. So... You know, I, I got people close to me that's just stupid as all get out. Well, I would like What's to up, say I'm only for my black trans sisters, and this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to say it. I'm only for my black trans sisters to stop being on 10 when it comes to the black man. Like, we are so on 10. Like, anytime a black man say anything, we on 10. But when a black woman say the exact same shit, we have empathy, we want to have conversations, we want to sit up there and have meetings of the mind. And she really don't, nah, nah, sisters, y'all giving these, a lot of these black women, y'all giving them too many passes, girls. Like, y'all sit up there and don't want to accept the transphobia that's coming from the the feminine energy that, but man, like these black women are doing most lately. Half of these damn trans attacks start from a black woman yelling out, that's a man, and then everything just, just, who raised mm. the black man, who right. raised us, so you can't give it to the black, we can't give it to the one who raised, so how did he get, how did we become this deranged, you know what I'm saying, killers, or whatever the case, they're just going after black women, who right. raised us? Right. Mm. Maybe. Oh, I just got in. Oh. And that is James. I'm gonna plug a book. 
The Sexual oh, by Ethel Spector, Dr. Spector. She taught at my gender studies class at Yale. Um, for all of those that may be watching that are not informed on gender studies, human sexuality, that think that you're a biology or a geneticist, um, specialist, or whatever the fuck you learn from YouTube, you're wrong. <laughs> wait, Ginger wait, wait, wait. social wait, construct. Angela. It's Angela, not immutable. Angela, Go ahead. You're giving, them, you're, you're giving them too much credit. Their favorite place is Reddit. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes people can give out the wrong information to. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole lot of that. But which is why, you know, Mike, I don't know if you were there for that, but that's why we did that whole clubhouse room uh, debunking myths about trans attractive men, trans amorous yeah, men. Because it was just like way probably, too many people I... giving out like information about us and this whole movement <laughs> community, whatever the fuck. Like just giving out misinformation. Like they don't know, so they just fill in the blanks. And then just say, yeah, girls, this is what they're doing. This is what they're about. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ugh. So we had to kind of straighten that out. But um, trauma bonding. Oh yeah, that and, and Angelo. I met Angelo in the trenches. <laughs> I met him in the trenches of Clubhouse. Okay, we we are battle hardened warriors. Um, but with all that other mess out the way, um, oh, hold on. One, I'm gonna get one last comment in, and then we're gonna wrap this thing on up. So, so as black cis women will call out black trans women, A, to neutralize competition, and B, they are acting on internalized oppression. I agree. I agree. Well, all right, Tracy. <laughs> you, and you that have, goes to uh, the butch queens, too, because it's the exact same dynamic. We get it from both mm-hmm. sides. We get it from the black cis women, and we get it from the black gay men, because both groups of people want to devalue our experiences because neither one of them, because if a man likes a man, that's one thing, right? And if a, and if a man likes a cisgender woman, that's one thing. But when you get to the trans issue, everybody wants to feel like they're not really who they say they are, so the people that like them should like me too, or the people that like me should not like them, or so on and so forth. So we get it from both sides. We get it from Black women get it from the gay community, and it's the exact same heat from both sides. Mm. I have posted earlier on my Facebook page about um, this um, editorial video or editorial that Billy Porter did in regards to masculinity versus femininity, and masculinity being disposition of power. And he was talking. It was mainly in regards to fashion because you guys know which industry I work in, but. Um, about women wearing pants and how that was that became socially acceptable because masculinity was attached to pants and pants meant power, which created space for women to be able to work in corporate America. And those that choose femininity are those that are choosing, and I'm doing air quotes, and quietly I'm on video so you can see me, um, are choosing to give up that privilege and that power because we are socially conditioned to believe that femininity is less than. You know, masculinity is up here, femininity is down here off camera. (laughs) And because of that, people are very comfortable in 
misogyny, which is the root of all of this. Misogyny is the root to homophobia, the root to transphobia. You know, the, it, it, it's really the cause of all of this. It's because people, they're, they, they, they're, their mind is warped, they're brainwashed into believing that you don't matter and that you're less than, you're not important, your issues don't matter. And when we look at it at the human level, we see that we coexist, not just like on this spectrum, like on this wavelength or what have you, but we coexist in experience. When it comes to opportunity, when it comes to, to class, when it comes to oppression, when it comes to all of these things, we experience all of these simultaneously in real time. But for some kind of reason, so many people believe that they're better than you. My oppression is better than your oppression. It's like an Olympic game that no one wins anything. You know, um, my heart breaks for what you girls have to go through. It really does. Because you just like, you just want to be. You're not tricking anybody, which is the first thing that they want to go to whenever any of the, anything like this happens. You know, to bring it back on topic, Cherry wasn't tricking anybody. Cherry was ordering Play-Doh because that's what I consider McDonald's to be. <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. Like, she just wanted some fucking food. And you decided you were going to insert your bigotry into her fucking Happy Meal. Yep. I felt empowered to. Which was seven fifty an hour. Mm. And she challenged it. And I love that she challenged it. And she recognized and called it out and saying, paying customer. Your paying customer was disrespected. The one that pays that person's salary, the one that pays the utilities in that building, the one that pays for um I forget the Leticia, whatever the fuck. I forget the name of the franchise owner's name that she was on the phone with. Like, the one that pays for that, the one that pays for all of it, your paying customer was harmed. Your paying customer was disrespected. And this is not okay. Leave her the fuck alone. Give her her fucking food. I was mad watching the video, watching her eat the fries because I didn't trust the food. Mm. Mm. That's who's serving you? I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust no. it either. Someone that will that will easily dehumanize you in that moment. Someone Do you that know which location is one? Actually, trigger you in that moment. Did they did they say exactly which location? As you it was? handed money to them. Is this not what yes. our forefathers and foremothers had to experience in the 1960s? Yeah. During the breadth of the civil rights movement. When it came to to them creating this this position of quote unquote equality for us to be able to come and go as we please and patronize where we want to go to, she wanted to patronize the business. Yep. And an employee decided that they were going to take it on, on onto themselves to insert their ignorance. And let's highlight ignorance because, like I was saying earlier. They don't even know the breadth of violence that that is behooved upon trans women, particularly black trans women, even in Atlanta, where the black rainbow flies high and mighty. It doesn't matter 
we like I said earlier, we could be having a completely different conversation based off that one person's comments because we've seen it time and time again. And I, I, I like I don't could fully condone her entire response to it, but I get it. I get it because I'll be 38 in January and I've been in this community since I was 15 years old. <clears throat> and I've lost count of how many sisters I've lost over some petty bullshit. Girls that they weren't tricking anybody, girls that were shopping at the store, going to the restaurant, walking down the street, waiting on the bus, going to work, working, whatever that didn't ask for any of that shit. She was just being, and you were a complete stranger that decided that you were gonna be an asshole today. And you get to go and sleep in your bed comfortably tonight. Mm -hmm. And every single day that she walks out of that door, her life is in jeopardy because of people that think like you. People that have more balls than you do because you're just this, but people that will actually enact real physical violence. We got to call those motherfuckers out. We have to stand up. I don't give a fuck if you're trans attracted. I don't give a fuck if you're a gay boy. I don't give a fuck if, you, if you're a cisgender heterosexual man that is not trans attracted mm-hmm. or trans amorous or, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. That's all. Whatever. Any right? of those things. Like, I, I, I don't care if you're any of these things. We have to recognize the humanity in people. And that's what gets left out of these conversations is the humanity. We talk about people. We talk about people's real lives, people's real experiences, people's every single fucking day. And it pisses me off. Like it's, it's excuse me. Um, like it, it pisses me off because like as a collective on a human level, we all go through it. But when we leave the humanity out of the conversation, we don't get to pinpoint on how you go through this too, bro. That black McDonald's worker has to go through that too and doesn't even realize how their experience is connected to her experience. Mm-hmm. We seen that with that brother a few years ago that got arrested and beat down in front of his fucking job and um, in Florida, I believe like 2016, 2017. There was a brother that was working and the cops rolled up on him, beat him down. He could have lost his life in that moment because they perceived him to be a threat. (laughs) And in this moment and in conversations like this, when we talk about the violence that black trans women or trans women in general experience, it's because people perceive them to be a threat. And when we talk about the, the response that cis women have to it, when we talk about this jealousy, Alexa, stop. Sorry. Um, they perceive it to be right. That's why they think it's a competition. Ain't nobody checking for them. On either side, it, there is no competition. This brother, I'm, I mean, I'm pointing at my screen like y'all can see my screen, but Mika- yeah. Michaela's fiance, husband, husband, locks right here. <laughs> Look like my dad with the beard. But um, <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, like, you found your one, you found your person, and your person happened to be trans. 
I do not imagine that you're with Michaela because she is trans. Therefore, this was not a competition. Michaela is no threat to anyone. You matched. That's what happened with Michael Atreya. You matched. So <laughs> and the thing is, on a human level, that's what we all want. We want a match. But we're so caught up in this tribalism and this otherism and all this other crap that people are like losing their fucking lives and people are losing their fucking minds over all of this. And like, none of you should have to go through it. So I'm like, I I'm rambling. I'm drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey man, I love you. I love you to death. I've known mm -hmm. I've known Latreya for like since like I swear to God, like Bush was president. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my sister. I love you to death. I love you too. That's so, just yeah. for the black community, just imagine you went, you work at McDonald's. So imagine you were, you was on break. And you wanted something to eat, so you went to Burger King to get something to eat. And the white Burger King employee was like, "How can I help you, nigger?" And yeah. how that would have fucked That's the what whole it day. Like. Mm -hmm. yep. That's what it feels like because the, the the connection is like seriously. Like, when we look at it like on race, like usually when we talk about race, like honest to God, because of the patriarchy. Like even within a black community, when we think about race, we often think about black men. So we're thinking about black men like hung in trees. But think about lynchings. Mm -hmm. But trans women get lynched every fucking day mm -hmm. for existing. Not because she was doing a pussy stunt and she found some piece of trade or some shit, and she was like something like, "Oh, I'm gonna wing him in. I'm gonna get him to fall in love with me before I tell him my teeth." Like, no, that doesn't fucking happen. And if it does, it's very rare. But for the great, the greater majority of the girls that we know who have lost their lives to unnecessary violence is by men that absolutely knew okay. that was ashamed of what he liked. Oh yeah. But that, mm -hmm. but here's the thing: it's not even just on the streets. Like you had Layleen that was in jail, and the violence there was yeah. corporate. What was corporate violence? It was like basically the jail knew that she had epilepsy. They were like, "Fuck her." They instead of doing fifteen minute rounds, they waited forty five minutes to an hour, went to check on her. She's dead from an from an epileptic seizure because mm -hmm. they decided not to check on the on the person because they don't see her humanity. Exactly. Sad. To, them, to them, she was less than human. Yeah. Yeah. Here to come, trapped in the mind of a trans woman, <laughs> like. The cure to AIDS, the cure to cancer, and all of this shit, like the 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 ails of the world, is probably within the minds of the least of us, or the ones that society says is the least of us. Mm -hmm. And all we gotta do is recognize their humanity and just let them be, and we collectively thrive. Mm -hmm. But that's a choice we have to make. I'm shut up. Yeah, that's a conscious decision, man. Uh, but you know, I don't think certain people see it as a conscious decision to just straight up, you know, ignore and validate other folks' existence as well. Like, you know, I don't think they understand how it's a conscious decision to let certain feelings bubble up inside of them at the very mention of 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 you know 
anyone in the LGBT community, really. Because, you know, you got the boosies of the world that, you know, they're just generally disturbed. Like, it makes them uncomfortable. Like, you know, there's a lot of black men out there where it, not being around somebody, just the mention or the fact that, you know, they're going to get the same level of human decency that they're getting, it's disturbing to them. And, that, you know, I don't think a lot of those individuals really think and try to get to the root of, like, why they feel that way. And what is leading them, you know, to to those negative feelings? Uh, James, it looked like you was about to jump in, bro. Oh yeah, I just wanted to say something, you know, quick, you know, but uh, as far as getting people to view trans women, seeing the human in trans women, right, and trans people across the board, uh, that's what I try to help do. When somebody had left a comment in one of my YouTube videos I did recently, it was like. A lot of people wasn't raised to see things the way you see things, etc., etc. And I have to remind them that I was raised the way most people were from the South. I had the same mentality, ideology. I didn't know nothing about nothing. So I said, for me, I rebel because I'm just, that's just how I am. But I said a lot of people, they rebel against how they was raised when it comes to being a thug, when it comes to being out there in the streets or whatever. People rebel because it's cool. They can fit in. So if trans was put in that same, uh, I guess you could say, uh, was lived in that same way, a lot more people, they would have an issue going against how they was raised. So I, I don't like that as, you know, excuse and stuff. I feel like people will rebel and they will take on or whatever type of thing it is that they can fit in or they feel like they can be protected. So there's no protection. There's no nothing cool. And if some people say, well, it's cool to be trans or gay or LGBT. There's really no protection. Like my homes gonna attack me, my family gonna kick me out, such and such and such. Like, well, I won't even look this cool, cool amongst my peers, amongst even some young people. And I think it, that's kind of like, I feel like that's part of why people still, because they, they they see the truth, they just can't, they don't want to accept it because of the the ego. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, definitely. And I, I think it was brother that a lot of. A lot of black people, y'all hate the red side, the Republican side on every other issue, but the LGBTQ issue. So what's that about? Like, how can you be so adamant on this other group on everything else, but you right up there, that's right, Candace, hate yeah. you on everything else, but you right, that's a man, that's right, Candace, don't that, how can you disagree with somebody on everything but you agree with them on this one thing. Don't that make them wrong on this issue too? They're wrong on everything else but this one issue. Fuck Republicans. The quote of Giselle. Megan said the biggest basis last night. Echo chambers. <laughs> People that hate what you hate. The enemy of thy enemy. Mm -hmm. Except that hate is usually generated in absolute ignorance. Don't make me well. people that are forced into ignorance as our brother just alluded to, like just growing up in the South, what you're taught mm -hmm. and what you're not taught, what you're not exposed is intentional. Well, um, let's be completely transparent here. Uh, the same individual talking about echo chambers went and created her own echo chamber where we tried to debunk <laughs> myths about transamorous men. So just going to throw that out there and just be transparent about you know what's really going on. I'm just people saying, talk a good Andrew, game. 
Angelo, don't turn me into Tupac right now. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, we don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> we ain't about the beef. We ain't about no war. <laughs> yeah, we're we not about thug life up, up in here, man. So, but, fellas, <laughs> fellas, ladies, fellas, <laughs> thank y'all so much for, for, for taking the time out to do this and having this conversation. I think it was a really dope conversation. And um, to everyone watching on Facebook, this this video will be deleted from facebook the only place you will be able to view this will be on the patreon so by all means join the patreon because we have dope conversations like this on the patreon that are not on the public facing pages at all so help a brother out it's only five dollars a month that's the lowest plan five dollars five dollars a month and you get great content like this so um there's, yeah there's a five ten fifteen dollar tier but for the five dollar tier uh you will still get these these conversations and obviously you get a whole lot more with with the rest but and um, also accepting five hundred dollar donations <laughs> yeah right keep it in my only fans there we go there we go um <laughs> But um, you know, uh, I would Twitch, and, right, you stream on Twitch too, right? Uh, this one I do stream on Twitch, but not to, not this stuff. No. Um, okay. So this is only only live stream. This is being live streamed on the Patreon and Facebook right now. I'm gonna delete the Facebook recording of this as soon as we're done with this. So it will not be archived. Yeah. If you watch this and you left, it ain't gonna be there for you to come back to gonna have to pay so um but i do want to give everyone a chance to uh promote do a little promotion before we get out of here so you know latreya i'll let latreya go first and then we'll move on to mike then michaela and then we'll be out all right if you guys want to find me and order some products you can check out transcendent official on facebook twitter and instagram what kind of products transcendity no, I said what kind of products? I know it's said it's hair growth oil. There we and go. It works. It works. Dang, I'm just okay. Hair growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're trying to grow your hair out, thicken your beard, or if you're thinning in your edges, or whatever the case may be, transcending hair growth oil can help out with that too. I also mm. take payment through Cash App. And Facebook pay for now, and also PayPal. I'll post the link shortly whenever I get out of Facebook jail. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Mike Brooklyn, where I post the Real Talk podcast. So you know we cover a lot of different things, but it has turned into mostly a pro trans and trans amorous uh, podcast for the most part. But there are some past episodes that do cover other things. Um, yeah, so uh, check it out on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, many more. All right, Michaela. Oh, you can check me out on Twitter at my Michaela Loves Gymnastics, Instagram at Michaela Loves Gymnastics 2, on YouTube at Michaela Loves Gymnastics. You can Log into the podcast, which is the Block Chat Podcast. You can check the like the Block Chat Podcast page. We will start. I'm starting to look for all of my old old blogs and all of my old podcasts, like from back Just in the day. Like 
<laughs> old school with Troy Kennedy and everybody. And I'm reposting them on there. So go ahead and look for those old, I mean, like old from like 2016, 2017, 2018. And see that, yeah, we're still talking about the exact same issues, just different year. So, Eventually, we're gonna have to fix some of that. Um, yeah, that's it for now. But don't don't repost that sister May May episode where you talk shit about us. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I really, really talk shit about you guys, or did I state my opinion and we end up being friends? And that's how I choose to look at it. I know, I know, that's why I was just instigating you know, I'm petty. As always. Hey, please follow Men Like Us Podcast at Men Like Us Pod. I couldn't fit podcasts in the Twitter handle, but at Men Like Us Pod on Twitter because we have a whole lot, we have a lot of conversations just like this on Twitter spaces. So, um, you know, definitely jump on there. We're not really on Clubhouse that much anymore. Everybody's kind of moving over to Twitter spaces now. The Clubhouse has mostly run its course, but uh, maybe that's a signal to go back to Clubhouse now that certain, a lot of individuals have moved on from it. No, those people are still there. <laughs> Stop ruining my damn Twitter with y'all damn trends and y'all Nerd. damn history. Like, Twitter spaces used to be my shit. And now y'all done moved, came over here and ruined that shit with all y'all hypocrisies and y'all bush queens talking about damn trans issues. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. So, like, I left Clubhouse for Twitter. Yes, I've been on Twitter since two weeks after it was invented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> public, and all of the people that I was trying to avoid are on Twitter. Oh yes, and oh, dating. Oh yeah, five people. There's only five people. <laughs> you know what? You know when I realized that I needed to oh, no. that the Twitter Spaces had been invaded. I realized Twitter Spaces have been invaded when um. T.S. Madison started doing her, her morning no. shows on Twitter. When, when a certain girl that Angelo and Mike both know, uh, I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying that when this girl named Callie made the move over to Twitter Spaces, I was like, oh, damn. It's Well, it was nice while it lasted. Let's uh, let's get, yeah. let's get the hell on up out of here. Let's pack this shit up. I just Whenever she pops in, I'll leave. Yeah, time to go. But Anyways, Twitter Spaces, and I was just talking about on my, you know, philanderer porn account and my, you know, other personal account, not the show account. The show account is clean of all that stuff. But anywho, yeah, follow at Men Like Us Pod, and uh, it'll be on a cracking, y'all. But with that, thanks for joining us, everyone. We will wrap this thing on up, and we will see y'all once again. When? Who knows? Just keep an eye out. We'll be streaming some more. But join the Patreon, and you'll really find out. You'll have your notifications set up. So, all right, all right, everyone. Happy holidays. All right, all right now. All right, Facebook don't like.